Hey, I'm Orlando Duque, and I'm a professional cliff diver from Colombia. I've had so many incredible career highs, from winning 13 world titles to holding two Guinness World Records. But after 20 years, I ended my competitive career at the end of the 2019 season. In this podcast, I'm going to take you into the mindset of some of the world's best cliff divers, how they overcome fear, pressure, and how the exhilarating feeling of rushing through the air from 27 meters is so addictive. We're going to hear from experts too, such as psychologists, physiotherapists, coaches from inside and outside the sport. We'll find out how they ensure the athletes are always in optimum condition. And we'll get into other sports and approaches, talking to adventurers, other pro athletes and visionaries, and we'll explore the places that mindset and focus can take us in everyday life. I'm Orlando and welcome to my world of diving. On today's episode, I'm talking to Konstantin Popovich, Olympic diver, high diver, and Rebel Cliff Diving World Series athlete. We talked about transitioning from diving to cliff diving and combining both. His drive to return to the Olympic Games, and we talked about that perfect dive, something that has only happened twice. He is a really focused diver, and that is why I wanted to talk to him. Konstantin, how you doing, man? Good to see you. Hello, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me today. Uh, I'm uh, doing very well, actually. I'm uh, back in Romania and um, back from training. <laughs> Good. Good to hear that, that you're keeping up with the training. Costa, I, I want to start at the beginning. You know, uh, that introduction is uh, Olympic diver, high diver, World Series diver. It's really cool. But where all of this uh, starts, like tell us a little bit about that, that beginning part of your diving career. Well, I was a swimmer uh, at the beginning and um, later on I discovered uh, diving. I think I was about eight and a half, which is a bit late for diving. Uh, but my coach, my first coach, uh, saw a lot of potential in me because I was really fit. My my dad was an athlete as well. So he started doing exercises with us in the house since we were like four. So yeah, by the time I was eight and uh, eight and a half, when my first coach told me, I was already super fit and he's like, I, I need this guy. <laughs> so um, yeah, I for a while I, I did diving and swimming because my dad, didn't want me to quit on swimming so I did for like almost a year uh, both and then my diving coach said okay you need to choose one because you can't really do both uh, especially two different sports like swimming and diving it's right totally opposite so he promised to my dad that within a year I would uh, get a medal in the nationals uh, which I did so that's how it all started. That's funny because a lot of times we get asked like, oh, were you a swimmer first? And most of us is like, nah, man, I went straight to diving. So you were actually a swimmer. <laughs> You're one of the I few ones actually that actually swimmer, swam yeah. before and then went to diving. Uh, Costa, you, you came into, into the high diving and Red Bull cliff diving competitions not too long ago, but, but you arrived really strong. I mean, really good results. I mean, people... Uh, that have been competing actually longer than you don't have that type of results. Uh, you, I think in seven starts in between 2018 and 19, you have two victories, two second places, two medals at FINA World Cup. Um, 
do you think that transition from competitive diving to high diving and cliff diving did that help a lot well definitely that helped a lot um which it kind of came in a package like when i actually decided to go for high diving that's when i came back from uh, uh well i i retired uh about eight years and um i decided to come back for for high diving and then i was like okay well the federation proposed well can you can you come back in diving as well and i was like i was more interested in high diving and they were like okay let's try to do both uh and it actually helped a lot and it's helping uh, these days as well because i'm continuously training and being fit even in the off season so definitely that's a big uh, up for me yeah i i'm curious about that like what would it be like your training for maintaining these two disciplines you know i think a lot of us that dedicated our whole career to high diving cliff diving we actually modified a little bit the training but you're doing both how do you balance the training of those two how does that look like well the thing is um when i decided to start high diving i had a little background of uh, high diving but just amateur i would say like very easy dives uh 20 meter was the highest uh so when i decided i took the the summer of 2018 to go in italy and uh do this show for six months uh from 20 meters and that was the plan to go there and master my my brandy technique which i did i think <laughs> so now that i i mastered that i just need little touch-ups once in a while uh, at the end of the training so basically i do a strong training for 10 meter diving or even springboard and at the end of the training i just do some uh, little touch-ups on the brandy technique and that keeps it fresh all the time i would say yeah that's that's interesting to hear because i've been showing your example to quite a few divers around the world actually that they asked me about it and i said listen look at the transition that constantine had made he came from you know a great diving technique and then he managed to transfer all of that because some people think it's is not that easy you know but uh it's it's good to see that you have done it and you have done it in, a, in such an easy way to be honest after having an injury in 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 italy you, you were away for for a little while you came back to competition in bosnia there was big expectations from everybody and not only you came back strong but you finished the competition with what we call a perfect dive I mean, how do you go from being injured, you know, hurting to actually perfection? Well, the thing is, like, I think it was about two months and a half. At first, I thought, okay, I think three months would be enough to be back on 100%, which was much faster. Uh, but that's because I started with diving. Uh, I pushed it a lot for, for world championships. And then two weeks later... I had European championships, which it was great. I got fifth, uh, good score. And then two weeks later, I had the, um, uh, the stop in Mostar. And by that time, I was pretty much fully healed. Uh, but that's just because I, I push it a lot. And I, I really believed in myself that I can do it. You know, like I, I'm sure a lot of people didn't think I could do high diving at that time, but I You know, I just want to prove myself that I can. You did, and you did it really well. How important is to have 
like strong competitors. You know, when you go to a competition to know that you're going to have a tough time, you know, you're not going to have it easy. There's these guys that have been training that, that they're working really hard. Does that like pushes you, you know, to, to, to develop a little bit more your performance? Well, definitely it helps motivate yourself when you know you're going to a strong competition. Uh, for example, in diving, you know, you, you're going to a workup, which is the criteria for uh, qualifying to Olympics then you know you have to train harder than everyone else to keep up with them. And um, if it's a, maybe like a national championships, then you don't stress too much. It is a big, big, big thing when you know uh, you have strong competitors, I would say. And the same in high diving. Like if you go to a low-rated uh, competition, then you, you don't train as much. You just you know, think it's, it's going to be easier. But uh, when you go to a strong competition... Uh, you know everybody's there, you know, so you, you have to be very strong. Yeah, exactly. And depending on the results, you also go home and you say like, oh, I have to train a little bit harder because that was a tough competition and I wasn't ready. So exactly. uh, it's, it's good to always get that feedback from the divers. Um, since we're talking about high diving and regular diving, let's say regular being inside the pool, mm -hmm. uh, you know that Gary Hunt, he's been eight-time overall winner of the Red Bull Cliff Diving World Series, he went back to the pool to compete a 10-meter uh, platform competition. Um, how, do, how, do you, how do you interpret that? How do you see that? I mean, you, you brought some new dives. Is he trying to kind of polish that technique and bring it back to high diving? Maybe he focused too much on the other side and, and forgot a little bit about the other one? Well, the thing is, when I first came in, um, in high diving, Everybody was asking me what you're doing, and I said, "Well, I'm I'm gonna try to go back to regular diving as well and trying for Olympics." And everybody thought it was nuts, but now, like these days, I think uh, you know because I I I start doing this, I think it's big influence in other divers to do the same because they see it's working. You know, it keeps you right on track all the time. You know, so I think. A lot of people are thinking, uh, maybe I should do the same. Maybe Gary thought about the same thing, you know, like it's not bad to train in the winter as a 10 meter diver, you know? So I think for him, you know, doing a strong list on 10 meter definitely will be much better for the future, you know? Yeah, it should, it should transfer easily to, to high diving. I see uh, a lot of divers that, you know, they're still diving in regular, you know, 10 meter platform that they want to do the transition. So, yeah, I think I think in, in a few years, we'll see more of these people. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think we're going to see more people. And uh, not only I show your example, but I also talk about swimmers, how swimmers, uh, the, the swimmers that they swim long distance, they do 1,500 meters. They also, a lot of them swim open water. So I tell them, hey, exactly. you can do both. You know, training is pretty similar. You can do 10 meters and step outside and join us on uh, cliff diving. That is also a lot of fun. Uh, Costa, exactly. you, 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 you train uh, really hard. I see you practice. Um, just your warm-up is probably longer than any of my training sessions uh, <laughs> I did in my competitive career. Uh, I know you do a lot of physical training. When you go into the competition, you just count on being like, I know I'm fit, I'm strong, I'm ready to do this. Or you have a strategy that works throughout the whole season. Like, do you have an approach that you're going to push it here and then... Uh, know that you have an advantage. H how does that work? Or you just go full power every competition and you're just gonna, uh, you know, finish everybody? 
Uh, I usually, if it's a competition, I go full power because um, it's just better to to stay on the same level you know the judges will see you if they only see you once a year at a strong competition doing good and then the others the eye is is different um and also for me like the motivation like when you we start the year uh normally in january like in january or fe in february i probably have like three international competitions so it's good to go strong on those first ones it gives you motivation for later on when it's like world championships world cup even Olympics. So, you know, the strongest you start, the strongest you finish, I would say. Yeah, that's the best strategy. You go you go hard all yeah. the way, yeah? And, and, and try yeah. to push everybody out of your way. Uh, good, I agree with that, Costa. Right now, I will say, you know, because what we're living, the situation we're living right now, Olympic Games being postponed, you're still uh, working on your spot for uh, Tokyo 2021 now, right? Yes. Um, But at the same time, you're also uh, working on High Diving World Cup, World Series, and, of course, qualifying for World Championships 2021. This was supposed to happen a year earlier, but because of everything that's been – you had an injury in 2019 in, um, in Italy that actually pushed you back a little bit on that goal you had. Has that changed a little bit, your physical part, and influenced a little bit more your mental part that you know that maybe even – with a little bit of pain or discomfort, you're going to have to pull away from your physical and get more mental. You know, like you competed in, in Korea uh, and you were injured. You didn't do high diving, but you did diving. So was that more a mental part or, or you know, your strength that is the physical part? Last year, I was supposed to compete in both. The plan was to go there, make it top 12, and that would qualify me straight to Olympics. Uh, unfortunately, because of the accident, Seven weeks later, uh, I competed in uh, World Championships. Everybody said, no, don't compete. Uh, you're not going to be able to compete. But I did manage to compete. Some days, uh, you know, like after you, you, bro you break something, some days it, you it feels really good. Three days, it feels really bad. So unfortunately, during those days in the competition, yeah, it was just a lot of pain and I could not compete at, you know, my highest level. So yeah, I missed the the qualification for, but I I just wanted to compete because you know I was back in in the game like it was my first World Championships after nine years, so I wanted to do it any you know anyway. But I mean it's always another year, so hopefully in February if we have uh, the World Cup World Championships or World Cup actually, um, that's my last chance or everybody's chance to to qualify. Interesting. And I mean, I really look forward to hopefully in 2021, watch you compete at World Championships for high diving in Fukuoka. And then a few months later at the Olympic Games in Tokyo, I think it's, it's going to be historic. You know, you'd be probably first, the first guy to, to do that. Uh, Costa, you are an Olympic athlete. You competed in the Olympics in 2008, 12 or 13 years after. What makes you want to go back at it again you know what's what's that motivation i never wanted to quit to be honest i um i just got a you know a good job someone texted me on facebook uh, offering a new a job uh, as a entertainer i didn't really know about these diving shows and i first said no and uh, later on he came with a proposal and uh, i was like okay well it's not too bad and you know the situation back in romania it was not the greatest 
10 years ago. So then I said, okay, well, I went to Olympics and I think, I think this is a good thing for me uh, to make a, you know, make a future uh, out of diving. And um, I decided to go work on a, on a cruise ship doing shows from there, you know, like I, I started uh, working in Cirque uh, du Soleil in Las Vegas back on the ship, then some, some shows in Italy, in France. But I always wanted to go back at some point and do maybe one more Olympics. And yeah, that day came in, uh, in 2018. I said, okay, well, I think high diving could be, you know, for me, at least try. And then uh, the Federation came with a proposal to, to do both. So it kind of came in handy, you know, like this uh, situation. So I'm really happy that, you know, I'm back on the high athletes level. And I'm glad you kind of took that break because that brought you to Rebel Cliff Diving World Series. That brought you to high diving. And, and we have a great talent to add, you know, to that, to that group of guys we have. Thank you. Now, let's say you made the Olympics. Let's say it's February. You qualify. You're on the Olympic team. Yes, let's do it. You know, you're there. Um, I'm not going to say the word, but, you know, you're wiser now. <laughs> you're strong, but you're one of the, yeah. one of the wiser ones. Um, how do you see, where do you see yourself in the competition? Where do you see yourself in the field of, of uh, competition at the Olympics? If I qualify, then I have a few months, let's say half year. Maybe I can try some, something new to raise my degree of difficulty. Hopefully, you know, maybe go for, for the final or even even stronger. Uh, I made it, my top uh, best was eight in, in the world. So yeah, I think, you know, with, with good training and uh, good focus now, now I'm just focusing for the workup, but then one, once I'm uh, qualified, then I can raise my, my bar higher and uh, think for uh, higher goals. That's the words of a, of a wise man. <laughs> yeah, I would say I'm, I'm aiming for a final or even better. Great. Yeah. Take it one step at a time. You know, why put too much pressure on, on yourself? You need to perform as on the day. I, I like that. Kosa, uh, you've, you've dedicated pretty much all your life to sports, even, you know, even if it's just uh, recreational to, to the highest level of competition. Where do you think that dedication come from, you know, to, to just do sport even as a little kid? Well, my, my dad was an athlete, uh, as I said, and I have two more sisters, one year older and two years older than me. So uh, when we turned five, he brought us to the track and field stadium. And then from there, uh, it, it was just an athletic life uh, we had since we were little. Uh, but I think I was the most passionate out of you know my siblings. Yeah, like every time I wanted to do more and more and more, I think maybe I was just born for that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's, it, w would you say then that sport is, is something that connects to everything else you do in your life, in your personal life, and in, in let's say your, your life outside of the sport, is it influenced that much by sport? I would say so. And now I, I realize, as you said, I'm wiser. I realize that uh, I will probably be involved in uh, sports my entire life. So now I know my purpose, you know, in life, like now I'm an athlete, make the most out of it. And uh, when I, when I finish with it, think about something else to do. 
in sport. It's good. It's good to bring that experience you have, uh, you know, exactly. share it, share it with other people. Uh, Costa, in the morning, what's that thing that gets you out of bed early to practice? What's what's that ambition that you have every day to just, you know, when when the alarm sounds, you just you don't hit snooze, you get up and, and you go. What is it? Well, actually, now that you said like uh, maybe like a year, two years Uh, since two years ago, I started waking up much earlier, sometimes five, five thirty. Yeah, like I've been, I've been traveling in like uh, different countries for training, and I discovered a lot of people, high athletes, they wake up super early, uh, and I, it actually helps me a lot. And now, like waking up much earlier, it just gives me a boost, you know, like to start my day much, much nicer than um, uh, waking up later. And, uh, you know, waking up at that time, you know, okay, well, I'm up. Why? Well, because I need to do this. So, yeah, you just go there and you do what you have to do. And uh, at the end of the day, you're happy because uh, you did it. You know, you're you're on the right track. Right. You accomplished what, what you had planned. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I tell you what, when you get to my age, you get to hit that snooze button a couple of times and, and get to sleep <laughs> a little longer. Right now, not yet. <laughs> Costa. What's what's in the future? I mean, I know we have we we've been talking about all these plans, but outside of of all the diving, uh, what's in the future for you? Well, the thing is, like during this pandemic time, uh, I did a lot of things. Actually, I uh, finally finished my uh, university. I started ten years ago, and because of me being everywhere in the world, I just couldn't. And now I actually finished it uh, with a score of ten, which is the the highest. Nice. Um, and uh, I um, joined the, the master degree with a scholarship, actually, maybe even doctor degree at some point in sports, of course, sports science. And uh, yeah, maybe like I'm, I'm thinking uh, at some point, uh, maybe do something in the um, teaching other people. I, I would love at some point to be a coach, to have a team, to have maybe my own club, my own diving club or even more sports, but at the level like at an Olympic level, like, because I gather so much information during this time and traveling everywhere, training with so many Olympians uh, around the world. Uh, I think it's, it's a pity not to do it, you know? So I think that's, that's my plan for the future. That sounds really good. And uh, the way things are uh, sounding, maybe we're going to be calling you Dr. Popovich in the future. Uh, that That's pretty cool. <laughs> you probably haven't thought about this, but, you know, eventually after your competitive career ends, you said you want to uh, maybe coach at, at a very high level, Olympic athletes. Uh, but but have you actually given it a thought or is, or is just like, oh, maybe I'll do that or maybe I'll do that? Or, or do you have uh, a plan? I, I ask you this because when I thought about retiring, I did it four years before, four years before I started planning what is it that I'm going to be doing each of these years for four years. And then on the fourth, goodbye, I'm gone. You know, I'm not, I'm not competing anymore. Uh, but in between, you get these little thoughts here and there. Do you have like, like a clear idea or, or is something that you haven't even thought about? No, I, I did. Um, I thought about it for a long time. Um, the thing is like when I was younger, uh, I actually didn't think I would want to coach i didn't think i would i would like to do this you know but uh, as i said i travel uh, that's a good example i i've been in england for a while uh, last year and the year before 
I met this great coach, Alex Rocha. He's a French coach and he's um, the head coach of uh, Plymouth Diving Club. He's probably one of the best coaches I've met in my life. And he's super young. And, uh, you know, like, I kind of, like, see how I would see myself in that position. Like, he's so passionate, so dedicated. I think from maybe from there it came the, the idea. Um, and, you know, the thing is, like, in, in Romania, in, you know, we are waiting for a new pool. It's a brand new pool in Bucharest. Seven pools, diving, water polo. So it's like a big arena. Nice. Um, so when that happens, I think that's a good opportunity to step in and, you know, do what, what I think it's good to do. Well, it sounds like you have a really good plan, Constantine. Uh, I hope, you know, you manage to do all of this big goals you have. I wish you good luck for your national championships. Uh, I wish you all the best on your continued road to your qualification for the Tokyo Olympics. And what I look forward to most is to seeing you on the cliffs at Rebel Cliff Diving World Series. I know you have a bright future there. And I hope I get to watch you compete uh, many more years. Thanks for joining us, man. Good to hear that you're doing good. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you, Costa. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Orlando's World of Diving. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I have. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so that the next episode is ready for you as soon as it's released. If you've enjoyed it, give us a rating and leave a review with what you thought about the podcast and what you've learned and might try and apply to your sporting, professional, or personal life. I'll see you next time.